right, welcome to another episode of So You Can Hear Me When I'm Gone. We are here to uh, solve all the world's problems and then tell no one. Our special guest this evening is uh, Stan Smith, who joins us. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. Stan is a world-renowned physicist and uh, astronomer <laughs> or astrological traveling guru. So 100% he's, he's, true statement. He's perfectly <laughs> enabled uh, for this discussion. What are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about... Um, uh, interstellar travel nice spaceships like spaceship design okay yeah dude we're gonna go full sf you know <laughs> full full sci-fi it's a good thing i've been uh boning up on my mars attacks and <laughs> <laughs> i feel really qualified because you know other than my three phds in this topic i also pulled up like a couple of articles and like glanced through them so I'm I'm feeling really confident right now. Very qualified versus my uh, spaceman um, uh, certificate of achievement award. <laughs> it was it was a certificate program overseas. Yeah, online across <laughs> the galaxy. Actually, you might say <laughs> in a far far away, far away, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't speaking recent. of that, dude. Book of Boba Fett, man. What are you? Uh, oh. What are you thinking, dude? I haven't even. Uh, I haven't looked into that at all. I feel. I feel like I'm. I don't know what. Oh, <laughs> like right. I haven't right. watched any trailers or dug into any of it. How about you guys? That's actually probably the best way to do it. Same here. I haven't watched any trailers except for the ending scene uh, on Mandalorian. The last mm, clip. Yes, there. I've seen that forgot that doesn't he sit on on jabba's yeah dude throne? yeah yeah he kills uh he kills bib fortuna right and then oh uh, geez that's right and then he's just like yeah i'm here i'm taking over that's right so like <laughs> is it zarlak or sarlak i never i never knew oh the sarlak yeah the animal sarlak pit. That he felt yeah. yeah the sarlak yeah he's like he ain't he can't stop me i got this mandalorian armor sucker yeah dude. <laughs> can't eat yeah. me what, exactly. What's it called again? Boba's Boba, the book, of, the book of Boba. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Who would have, you know, how back in the day, you know, in the 90s, how stoked would we have been if we would have known this stuff was going to happen, right? Seriously. I mean, Boba Fett, everyone freaking loved him. And, and like, there was never, you, <laughs> what did you get a couple minutes in uh, Re- Return of the Jedi? I know. I think it was. I think it was all the some of Empire, from, I guess. Fervor from the expanded universe. It had to be because there was lots yeah. of books about him. That's true. Comics. Like a, yeah, Bounty Hunters Guild trilogy, or I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, they definitely spent more time on him, and of course, then uh, he was in the prequels. Right. Right. As a kid. 
Yeah, I don't know how. That actually, we probably should do a podcast just on that. I mean, how did the rise of Boba Fett? Like, where did this guy even come from? And not only that, but like his appearance. Okay, he was pretty BA in Empire, right? Yeah. But then for in Return, sure. and then in Return of the Jedi, he was just like, is a wuss. He totally got owned. In like, <laughs> yeah. Like seconds. he did like one move, and then they're like, yeah. bam, you're done. A, bl- a, a blind Han Solo takes him down. I mean, it's like, <laughs> That's right. It's like what, dude? Didn't did you guys ever think that sounded weird? I never understood for so many years what he was saying. It always sounded like he was saying bona factor to me. I know, like, like bona factor. Like, Who? What? Yeah, bona factor. Like, like Chewie's yelling at him, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "What? What? Where?" And he turns around. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, was he saying Boba Fett? I mean, he somehow damaged that guy's uh, rocket thing that, so badly that he just went flying right. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, kind of seems after now watching, you know, all the prequels, Return of, you know, and then the Mandalorian and all this stuff, it, it just seems really unlikely that a simple tap with a, a spear by a blind man is gonna it's gonna really just knock off the whole flight path of that thing. <laughs> yeah, really. You're just like, oh. We had massive internal damage to my my jetpack here. Oh, do you remember the Rocketeer? Uh, yeah, it's like my favorite movie, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I had the lunchbox and the and the uh, the thermos. Did you really? Back in grade school, bro, dude. John Tuck <laughs> Elementary. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I love the Rocketeer. It's still legit. Like, it's a good show. It's on yeah. Disney Plus, I think. Now, yep, I think it does. Anyway, it's fun. Yeah, it's I was going to check out the comics. Yeah, the comics are. I, I the I oh dude, <laughs> it's funny you say this. So I was at a a collectible shop, and they have a comic, a three D comic. So it has three D glasses and a cassette tape for Rocketeer. No, it's the coolest thing ever. I totally bought it. I have it. I should. Send, I'll send you guys a picture. Dude, that's rad. It's super cool. A cassette tape. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> dude. These oh, kids yeah. today, what's a cassette tape? Pretty soon it's going to be like, what's a DVD? What are you saying <laughs> yeah. to me? I don't know, though. Like, I'm finding gaps in their knowledge about stuff. Like, yes, they're raised with all the uh, technology, so it's present, but they don't necessarily know anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like it just us, depends we... if their parents care. Like all of our kids, we have a cassette tape player in our kids. They've grown up listening to cassette tapes. So, oh, see now and we've got VHS. Still, we have right two there. VHS players, dude. We got VHS really? tapes. Oh yeah, we got DVD. We got all the old uh, gaming consoles. Wow, that's rad. We're like a museum. <laughs> <laughs> That I is just, cool. We had this employee. She was like, I want to say she was like 18 or 20 or something. And she had all these like gaps in her knowledge. Like, like example, like she kept closing tabs and I was like, okay, go back to that one you just closed. And she didn't know where the history was on her browser. I'm thinking <laughs> didn't myself, even know it had a history, like, probably. like <laughs> how, how is this possible? Like little things like that, you know? And I'm just like, it's probably because we grew up. And that's all we had. So we're just like delved into it and we knew everything about it. Like I know everything there is to know about Microsoft paint. Right. I mean, we all do. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, Hey, do you know anything about paint? Yes. Microsoft paint. Yeah. I, I know every solitaire. Yes. Yeah. I know everything. Yeah. Solitaire. Spider. 
a little bit. I mean, right? It's anyway. <laughs> That's funny. How about you, Mike? Did you do you remember paint? Oh yeah. yeah, I still use paint at times. When I, you know, because it's just always there on Windows machines. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, you always like get to it. Yeah, like uh, if, if you do a, if you tap a, a screenshot. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Notepad. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a coder, but I still use Notepad because it's just always there. That's I mean, funny. I don't like use it all the time, but it's like if I'm on the phone, I. I need to paste some text somewhere. Yeah, Stay dude. Bad. I use the equivalent on the Mac, the text edit. Mm, yeah. All the time. I always have it open because I need to paste some bit of text or something. Mm-hmm. In. And sometimes right. you need to like clear out formatting, you know, because you'll copy something off a web page. Oh, yeah, it'll, totally. It'll come with a bunch of. <laughs> now we're getting super stuff. nerdy. Is <laughs> yes. this the kind of stuff people are going to talk about time, when though. when we're flying in ships everywhere? Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> talking about copy and pasting code. Um, Actually, talking speaking of that, though, what was it? Uncle Scott, right? He was talking about because, like, the he was saying that the technology is perfect now. To a, or to a degree that essentially you don't need a pilot anymore, but they kind of do have them simply because it makes people feel comfortable. But essentially, it's just like a bunch of IT guys, software guys in, in there monitoring the flight uh, systems to make sure mm. everything's fine. But I mean, the plane flies itself. That's cool. So it's like, it oh, kind of makes well, sense. Like, is the there a complexity? Well, really? Yeah, the b- complexity becomes more for too much for a human to understand and operate. Right. And so you have the software to do most of the operations. Yeah. What I'm minimal saying is androids. That's what I'm hearing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Androids. Well, shoot, dude, I saw some creepy, it was like an art show, but with robots and the dudes, the robots looked like real people and kind of like moved it. Like it was really weird. So, we're not far yeah. off from androids. <laughs> I know we. Uh, it's really close. That it's really cool. Yeah. Also, kind of creepy. Yes. Um, okay. Did you see Stan? Did you see? Um, oh, I can't remember the name now. Gosh dang it! It was. It had uh, Chris Pratt and um, what was son? What is the name of that that the, the, the chick? I guess that's sexist. Sorry. The... I don't know. Well, I'm not other Chris actor. Pratt and the chick. Okay, so yeah, Chris Pratt and the chick. I can't even remember her name. Anyway. Are you talking about Passengers? Yes. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Dang. Good show. I could not think of the freaking show. Passengers. Yeah, I haven't was... watched it yet. Or no, I have. That that show, that was pretty crazy. Okay, so like that's a perfect like segue into like the topic, right? I mean, yeah. the premise of the show Seriously, okay, I'm giggling. This. What, I don't even remember her freaking name. Because something always goes wrong. This is the Jennifer thing about space. Lawrence? You want to be in a ship? Jennifer yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. You can be in Jennifer a ship Lawrence, where, I'm like... sorry for calling you the chick. <laughs> Gosh. Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Maybe this is a combination, though, Dell. You got the. So we were talking about the software and how that all runs itself. But if if I know anything about software, it's that it's full of bugs. Right. So, <laughs> Seriously. Like, shooting through space in buggy systems <laughs> machines sounds pretty sketchy to me. Yes. Seriously. Well, and like that's 
one of the the premises, I get premises, whatever, for passengers, right? Is some it, they you have they to be able to deal with the yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah unexpected issue, like and it did, and it, and it was yeah. it was compensating, right? But it just yeah, that's true. Just was became this cascading uh, damage to all these systems because, and and that was the reason why he came out of stasis, right? It woke him up early, ninety years early. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this this is actually have have you guys ever seen the argument comparing like Star Trek to Star Wars and how Star Wars the ship stuff is kind of not as believable as star trek's actually pretty legit you you have oh, a totally you have a ship full of engineers and everyone's involved in like trying to keep this thing running and seriously. going somewhere <laughs> yes seriously yes. my my biggest complaint actually in this tangential but like i compared it to the most recent battlestar galactica series to like x-wings fighters right like remember return of the jedi right like oh, okay everybody break off they bank their ships like they're in atmosphere. Mm. Whereas like the Battlestar Galactica ships, they, they do 180 maneuvers like all the time. They just flip over and they're still traveling the other way. And then they, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, a lot yeah. better space right. battles in that respect. But yeah, you're totally right. I mean, spaceship, yeah, of course, we don't really have, you know, there's not some dude like got his, you know, his dual joysticks and I'm flying the ship, you know, it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe it's a combo. I guess that's why X-Wings might be believable in some regard, because it's like more of a self-contained, like a fighter ship, where it's very limited in what it does. I guess that's the difference between like small craft, like two-man craft or something versus like a starship where it's... Yeah. And if you just have to shoot guns and maneuver, that's not right? right. That's like your main... And maybe land. I don't know. Well, and there's like a delay between, <laughs> right? I mean, Captain Picard's like giving orders, right? And he's like, okay, you know, operate, you know. Yeah, can you imagine that? Execute. Everything, you, you have to tell everyone stuff. <laughs> Let's do this. Right. Are well, we doing I mean, it yet, guys? Can <laughs> Hey, hit, come on. <laughs> well, it's similar to like the tall ships, right? Back in the day. Like you have a captain and like, he's like, okay, you know, yeah. do something or other. And they, well, they that's, yell it that's down what I was just thinking. Yeah. Like what are they the man of war out at sea, the navy style, where it's like I I captain repeat. They back draw a lot of comparisons there yeah. in that show. In fact, you guys see the episode where they're on uh they're they're in the hollow deck and they're actually on a ship. Like that's one of their favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a form of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. But let's pretend we're on a real ship, guys. <laughs> on a ship. <laughs> On a ship. Meta. <laughs> Maybe that's why it captures it. Like, I don't... It's crazy sometimes thinking about Star Trek. Like, some of the stuff <laughs> falls apart, but a lot of the ideas really work, and it's really pretty believable. Yeah. Mike and I were talking about this just from, a like, a, a, like a driving direction of... of technology it mainly it seems like it comes from everybody's perception of science fiction right i mean yeah, that's true so it's like oh tricorder so now like everybody's kind of working toward getting tricorders okay now you know what i'm saying like we're yeah like, the ipad yeah. Yeah, Star Trek like it, it's written in these science generation. fiction books and then it's like yeah let's try and invent that rather than yeah. 
in other words, it's almost like it's an influence rather than the technology being developed naturally, so to speak. Yeah. Like if we People draw a lot of connections a... with, with like minority report and that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Like dude. future futurism and uh, what do you call it? Like, yeah. What is it? Reality mimicking uh, movies or there's a different way to put that. I don't know. What was Mike, what was that show with uh, Bruce Willis where everybody's essentially plugged into like the matrix essentially, but you, you like plug Surrogates, in and, and it, I think. yeah, that's yep. it. And you're essentially an Android. You're yourself walking around in the world, but you actually didn't leave your couch. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool Sounds idea. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if, if a COVID situation is show me anything, it's how much I never want to leave my house. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm my problem with leaving the house is there's just so many people out there that is just yes. like, oh, what are you doing? Go right. away. Dude, I'm guys... working at home. I no longer have to commute. I've been remote for like two years about now, maybe three. You're kidding. And it is maybe the best thing the biggest best thing that's different like not commuting dealing with people driving the dangers like you you start thinking about how much more your life is at risk by driving to an office every day yeah and the time savings and i'm not mad at people it's like huge oh Oh. yeah totally i mean you have like a lousy day at the office right and then you get on the road and then it's just all these people it just adds to how annoying it is as opposed to yep well i've been in my my pajamas all day (laughs) hey i i wear clothes Oh, oh, (laughs) giving remote workers a bad name come on we get dressed (laughs) that's right (laughs) mike's nose no, I I did a, I conducted an interview <laughs> with uh, sweatpants on. And I, I had a button-up shirt shirt on top, you know. But I had sweatpants. I don't think I can do there. that. I I have a weird like <laughs> mental thing. I I I find that I need to dress oh, like yeah. I would be going to the office, and that's, it helps that's me good. mentally. Yeah, I believe the worst that. Part is I if, if you sit down and you don't have pants on and then you forget and you're into the, <laughs> into the meeting, right? And then for some reason you just stand up real quick. Oh yeah, let me go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it might help that I have older kids in the house too. Like oh, it'd be weird yeah. if I was walking around without pants on in my house normally. <laughs> yeah, truth. True. <laughs> no, that's smart. Dress. Like you would if you're going into the office. You're probably a, gr- a much better remote worker than I am. <laughs> I I am have trouble. So we do a flex kind of thing where we can work from home on Fridays. And if you're sick, and in my case, taking care of a baby kind of post, post, not postpartum. What the heck? I don't know. Yeah. After Tiff gave birth, I'm able to stay. It's home not post mortem. <laughs> it's, it's not that. <laughs> Yeah, that's but, so funny. I can't think of it either. There's a specific um, post delivery or post post delivery. That sounds yeah, better. But yeah, where you so can sometimes work I'm not from home focused. every day. Yeah, I can work from home every day, but it's kind of I'm coming to the end of that little window. Well, it's, allowed. it's you're talking about like um, paternity leave, essentially, right? Or yeah, flex, yeah, it flex paternity is. Leave. Yeah, it's like. 
I took two weeks off and now I'm kind of doing like a part-time schedule working from home com- completely. And coming up on Monday, I'm going to be going back into the office. And then the whole office still works remotely on Fridays, but yeah. Nice. Well, That's Mike, cool. what, what were you going to say? Mike's about or <clears throat> changing tangents there or whatever. Oh, um, crud. I don't think I can remember. I was going to ask if you've seen a movie. Dang it. It's gone. Sorry. Well, like, okay, so I read, or not read, <laughs> I I skimmed through this article and he was talking about like different spaceships, right? Designs. Cause like you think about all the different fun, like, okay, there's that episode in, in uh, the next generation, right? Where the first time Q like purposely introduces Picard and company to the board, right? So he like kicks. I hate Q. Like, yeah, dude, he, he like, <laughs> He's just an agent of chaos. He's like neutral chaos. I love it. I think it's the the actor, like the character oh. and ideas is probably fine, but the guy and how he acts just drives me crazy. He's just annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, right. Okay. So yeah. they, enca- they get knocked like light years, whatever. Oh, right. Into this thing. And then they run into the Borg, right? First encounter of the Borg. Oh, and it's always, Borg, it, it just blew my mind the first time I saw this because it was like, you know, we think of spaceships as like these sleek, uh, you know, usually aerodynamic, you know, basically like the, the, the descendants of atmospheric ships, right. Or, or airplanes. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. here we are in space. And instead of anything that even remotely looks like that, it's, it's literally a cube and that's what they call it. <laughs> they call it a board cube and it's enormous. Yeah, man, right? I never even thought about that that way. Yeah. That's cool. And it's like, you know, why does this even exist? And then it kind of opened at, at the time. I was like, Oh, I, well it is in space. I guess, I guess it really doesn't, wouldn't that slow you down being a cube? And it's like, well, no, it wouldn't. There's no, there's no friction. Hello. So it wouldn't, you know what I mean? So it's like, well, now yeah. it just opens up all these ideas of like the style. You go any direction. There's yeah. No forward. Yeah. Anyway. So that's how, how I got onto this topic. So. Huh. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, where you're talking about how the fighter ships, like depending on the function or why, yeah, like you, yeah, that's if you it, need function. a ship that goes into atmosphere, then you're going to design it a way that you can operate it well inside of an atmospheric situation. Yeah, usually you got to have wings, and otherwise, there's no need for wings, right? If yeah, if it's exclusively for space, th- yeah. there's there's no functional purpose for having wings. Kind of like interstellar, there's like a, I can't remember what they call it, the hab or something. That's the wrong. It's like this ring, you know, and you can dock with it. You can, and they they call it the glider, I think, the thing that can go down onto a planet. Or a ranger? Ah, oh, man, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen interstellar. About yeah. yeah, I love that movie. Uh, great, great Especially movie. Especially the soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, we left the theater. Cause there's a bunch of nincompoops all like talking. Mike's like, dude, we're out. I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> so we just like left, dude, got our money and like went to a different theater. That's true. When you watched the interstellar. Yeah. yeah. We like for the first time, like we were going to the theater to watch it, you yeah. know, and we're sitting down and we were early and there was like nobody. And we're thinking, dude, this is going to be great. We're like, well, cause we had four. like high anticipation for this movie. We were stoked oh, about yeah. it. 
And there was oh, like yeah. four, yeah, teenagers sitting back. We, it was just us and them. Yeah, and we so were they, like, they, they like out. minutes into the movie and they're all yeah. like talking. I was like, what the heck? They're like talking Jeez. and laughing like pretty loud. Yeah, we were like, dude, no way. I can't Did go Did you ask them if they knew who Christopher like Nolan was? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that would have <laughs> They wouldn't have known. That's the problem. Yeah. That's why they were talking. It's the, yeah. it's the music Punks. you kids listen no to today. <laughs> no respect at all. Uh, it is kind of. Have you guys seen Dune? I haven't uh, seen it. Not yet. No. Everybody oh, told me to read the book first, so I was like, okay, all right. Uh, why? I don't know. <laughs> Did I just do what I'm told? Okay. <laughs> I'm a staunch believer in. If you want to watch the movie before reading the book, you should. Because every time you read a book before you watch a movie, you're going to be disappointed in the movie. There, that is that is a fair it's argument. Perfectly logical. Seriously, Go enjoy no. the movie, and then you can read the book and be like, "Oh, uh, yeah, yeah." And you'll get more. It'll probably have. I don't know. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway, so Dune. Whatever you want. Dune. They have a lot of different ships, and it reminds me of what you're saying about the design. They don't. I'm trying to think of form meets function, kind of. Yeah. So a lot of their ships are just big hunks. They're not sleek. They're not like until they go to the land. And then those ships are like very specific to like the region and the like the people who live there. And so it so, is. It's a lot more function over form then. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. What I think is that it's like our, I want to say maturity. What is it? The, like, oh my gosh. You know the word I'm talking about? Evolution? I don't know. It's kind of like sophistication or, or something mm, like yeah. what we're used to seeing on screen and our minds can consider broader things because, you know, our scope of what we can understand as being real it is grown a lot. And I don't or know if it's, it's just exposure yeah. to different ideas. You mean kind of our, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What is the driving thing? It's like you, you see all these movies and think about the super early, like flash Gordon stuff and just the way you can kind of, it's like people come more pragmatic. Think about movies yeah. where they show future stuff in the eighties when they showed the future, it was like totally stupid and they weren't thinking oh. about like how future would actually be. They were yeah. just like, make it weird and crazy because the yes. future is unknown. Yeah. And we just accept <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. But it, yeah. yeah. And it was usually so far in advance. It's like, well, we can just do whatever. Well, like a classic example would be like uh back to the future too. Right. Yes. Yeah, That's exactly what I was thinking of. Envision 2015 versus. Yeah. And everyone's got flying cars. They're like, yeah. I mean, now you're, everyone's like, yeah. I mean, we're going to have some flying vehicles, but people aren't going to be driving them because that would be crazy. <laughs> In fact, hopefully we won't be driving anything because no. So <laughs> I don't oh, know. In yeah. general, um, you no, no, shouldn't no. be driving um, stuff. Um, the Will Smith one. What was it? Uh, iRobot, right? Oh, yeah, like yeah. That was a big thing because it was kind of a it was like the melding of he, he kind of rebelled against like technology. Right. So like the prime example in that one was like, well, not the prime, but like an example He's on the freeway, right? And 
and it's like, wait, you drive your car manually? And he's like, yeah, of course I do. And it's like, and they're travel. All the vehicles are traveling in accidents. So you know how many like, accidents you're going to cause? Like the oh, probability yeah. of accident. Right? Yes, seriously. Yeah. But I mean, there's always the edge cases. But I think that's also what maybe that's it's it's like with computers and technology, um, and really looking at and thinking about things as they are or how they should be and not like just as a crazy idea crazy idea yeah like more uh, what is it if functional is a good way to do it say it um hmm. I don't know. well you kind of initially right well okay so this article i was reading or skimming rather it talks about a couple of different theories as far as just general space travel and designing the spit the the ships around that yeah so a lot of it is completely function over form like they mm-hmm. had this one example because a lot uh, one of the big issues or, or challenges, I guess, is power, right? So there were these two ships that kind of drew my attention because it just conceptually how big how how the design was. This one had this; it was like a field of of uh, solar panels in space that would cover you know just I mean enormous. They call them light sails, so it's oh, essentially like these huge panels to, to you know to gather you know radiation or whatever in space so you can power your stuff and then this other one it's called a boussard ramjet essentially it's like he's got this front end funnel that would uh you know like hundreds of miles across if not more and it would uh suck in you know apparently there's petroleum and other matter out in just in space and it would you know instead of carrying its own fuel on the ship it would essentially just use that hmm. as a like a a skim if you were you know like in a pool right you're skimming the water with to get bugs out essentially you're just skimming space as you're traveling right but it, but it makes the ship really funky looking because it's <laughs> like so much so dependent on you know those two anyway yeah you know yeah that makes me think of like Anytime you invent something, I mean, I've never invented something, but it seems like when you see the prototype of, you know, whatever thing, it's kind of using these weird components or these using kind of raw, more raw materials. And you can kind of see the rawness of the design. Then you see like version two, three, you know, like I'm thinking of like, I don't know. I guess. Well, you could take airplanes. Airplanes. Yeah, exactly. Right, the Wright brothers versus, you know. Yeah. Yeah, or cell phones, or I don't know anything. As you, as the components, as you refine the process of manufacturing, you can afford more, like better, aesthetically more pleasing designs. But the, maybe the first one is just like uh, it's just pure function. I don't know. I just gotta get this thing to work. And I think of like the space program, and like everything they were doing there was like engineering. You know, like. The, the front panel on the the fore part of the spacecraft is like a lead shield and you know the, all these the capsule portion it's like carrying fuel yeah, and it's all this like other you, stuff you know what what function it's supposed to do but you don't necessarily have like the best material to do that thing yeah so you're just trying to like pick a material and like Get it's it just going. A, a trade-off of constraints and engineering to get yeah. what you're trying to accomplish. And that totally changes the look of the ship. Hmm. 
Yeah, constraints. That's interesting. And the fuel, yeah. God, those are both fuel for a ship. Huh. Well, yeah. So acceleration, right? If we're trying to get from, okay, like Andy, we well, not the book, but the movie, right? Andy Weir's The Martian, right? It, it kind of talked about this. They've got their ship. And the, the problem is, is, okay, so we're traveling from Earth to Mars, right? So that's an interstellar trip. So essentially, we're going to accelerate as fast as we can, or in other words, as fast as the human body can take safely or whatever. And then at the apogee of that trip, like the distance, then we're going to start slowing down as fast as the human body can take. Hmm. And then we'll arrive at Mars, right? So it's it, on, a, on a graph, it kind of looks like a bell, right? Because it's like, we're trying to accelerate and we hit max acceleration at, you know, in the middle and we could be traveling hundreds of thousands of miles per hour. And then we immediately have to turn around based on our destination, start slowing down. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's funny when you think like how much we take for granted, say in a movie about fuel and getting from point A to point B and, you know, like, like any of the stuff like hyperspace travel, it's a writer's way of getting around, getting people to places. <laughs> yeah. Right. And not about solving a real problem. Yeah. 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 Fuel's a big one. They were talking about like, all right, I read something about like, I don't know the term, but it's like essentially like nuclear power or whatever power source, but stuttering. So essentially you like, you turn it on for a while and then turn it off. Mm. and then turn it on again, turn it off so that you're, cause in space, you never slow down unless you, you know, actively make yourself or exert force in the opposite direction to slow yourself down. Yeah. So you're, you'll constantly be gaining speed. So if you stutter it, it's, you, you preserve your fuel over whatever that might be over. Anyway, that was a cool, interesting concept. Yeah. It really seems like if you want you have to have some sort of renewable energy or you, it, I like the idea of like, think if you can make a ship in whatever environment it's in to use its environment to propel itself or to provide itself with fuel. If like, say you could use water for fuel ships in the water could be, you know, they don't, there's no fueling. You're just, it's using the water to fuel itself. Mm -hmm. And then right. maintain whatever energy. Right, exactly. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if it's like, it almost seems like anything could be possible, but it's our limited understanding and could be like resources or like we, we only know what we know and we know about certain fuel sources and like safe ones, like fuel generally is dangerous in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. For some Nuclear reason. Nuclear power, super dangerous. Yeah, I wonder why is that? <laughs> well, also I mean, radiation is my understanding. <clears throat> well, I don't mean that one specifically. I just mean like, oh, yeah. why does fuel, why are fuel sources inherently uh, dangerous? Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it how we're using, like we're confused, like the fuel itself isn't It's volatile, dangerous. maybe, it, I guess. It, yeah, are you sure? sure? But I mean, oh, it's okay. like. Well, not necessarily. I mean, sure, there are that are inherently dangerous, <laughs> sure. But I just mean like like how we're converting it into energy that we're then using. Because we're using 
That's like, true. Like petroleum, yeah. like we're lighting, we're we're doing a, a reaction with petroleum to get this huge amount of energy out, and then we're going to harness that energy to do, to do, you know, to somehow propel or whatever. I guess batteries maybe fall outside of that, but they can be dangerous if in the right situation, right? Like, yeah. In, well, in- high voltage batteries are pretty dangerous. Okay. Yeah. You know, the bigger the battery, the the more energy you need from it, the the more dangerous, the more volatile. I think that's that's an interesting. It's interesting, you guys. That's I've never thought about that before. How Me volatility? Because it's a chemical process. Whatever you're doing, if fuel is in one state, and you're you're going to transform it into another state so that you can harness energy out of it and go somewhere with it, right? Right. So, so that's that like a- process is going to be inherently kind of dangerous. And I guess that makes sense because that's how you make pro- propel propulsion yeah. of some kind, right? Because it's yeah. gotta it's gotta happen fast. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if it happened slow, nothing would happen. You wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, weird. <laughs> uh, well, um, Arrival in tw- you know oh, twenty sixteen movie. These oh, okay. I was like, like the arrival, like from the nineties. Oh yeah, that, that one. Movie. I that's that. a good Michael, one. Uh, Martin yes. Sheen or Michael yeah. Sheen? Charlie oh, Sheen. Charlie Sheen. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can only remember the spaceships in that one. Oh, they only Are showed they, like, like saucers or something. If they they showed like one, I think, or they showed a lot of like stations, not really ships. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. It was like a one. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember exactly like the was the um, satellite dish. Was it a ship or like, I know he was at that facility where he saw them all in their alien forms. <laughs> what a weird, that's yeah. like, a, that's a fun show and like kind of dumb. Now, if you go watch it, like the idea is kind of silly. <laughs> well, it's all, yeah. Well, it's all kind of silly, but yeah, no, I, I still like the show though. <laughs> and me too. I love it. <laughs> the backwards bending legs. I know, yep. dude. So oh, creepy and weird. They had like the bone crunching sounds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, imagine like, if you did that every time you wanted to. Like, well, I guess if you could switch your legs back and forth. Well, I mean, you hear that sound <laughs> when you wake up in the morning at our age. I mean, it's like you get up, and you're like, oh, whoa, and you crack your back like six different ways. Ugh. Yeah, man, they must get like major. Uh, Arthritis. Arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knew sleeping could be dangerous? You wake up. Do a lot of people <laughs> die in their sleep, Dale? Oh, that's true. That's true. that's how I want to go. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> go to sleep. Wake up somewhere else. Um, bizarre. Arrival. What do you? What, what arrival. What are you talking? Just about? the like, ships. They're like these giant uh, pod, like, like elliptical shaped pod yeah. things that kind of hover. It's like a an oval, and then cut in half. Oh yeah, that one's yeah, cool. right. I don't know. I don't know what function that with, is. It had a lot to do with time, but regardless. Yeah, it was well, an interesting they, they story. They just like hovered, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's would... a good example of what I was talking about before about how the design what we're presented with these days in movies, like we're a lot more accepting of these just really seemingly arbitrary 
Mm-hmm. It seems like somebody made this back in the day. Be like, that's stupid. It's like a giant egg. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, not a ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's totally true. Like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number uh, Ooh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy two, right? Guardians uh, Galaxy. Ego's ship is is like it looks like an egg. It literally it, it's the shape yeah. of an egg. He's that's flying true. through space. I, I think that's it's so like symbolism with the storytelling. To I don't really. Yeah. I don't know what function it really serves. Like Serenity, it hmm. looks like a chicken. <laughs> I know, <laughs> dude. The, I mean, I Firefly just looking series. At that one. Yeah. I don't know. What's uh, what's Elon Musk's ships look like? SpaceX. Yeah, well, I don't SpaceX. think we're allowed to talk about this. This is the PG show, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a I lot guess. of rockets. They look like rockets. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Looks like a rocket. What about uh, <laughs> Bronson? What's his name? Charles. Richard, yeah, Richard, Richard Branson's stuff. Charles Bronson's an actor, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Richard Bur- Branson. Yeah, Virgin. Virgin Galactic. Mobile. Virgin. Is that what it's called? What he called? Virgin. Yeah, Virgin Mobile. Galactic. Ooh. Oh. Dude. Okay, I- I'm looking this up. Yeah, dude, it looks just, like a plane. It is a plane because it's just for high atmosphere flight. So yeah. of course they still it's still an atmospheric mm. vehicle. Kind of looks so like have, a shuttle. Yeah, so that's probably not a great example. But at the same time, though, it's got some massive rockets on it. Holy smokes! Do you guys think that that is gnarly looking? If you want to get maybe I don't know hot topicy, like do we do you guys consider those initiatives to be people with a lot of money stroking their ego or are they actually trying to achieve move us forward as a species or that's a really good question i think that's a really good question because it actually i think we touched on this in our mars podcast mike because it was like we were talking about this a little bit i think i mentioned it was like well if we found you know, some, you know, unobtainium, whatever, on Mars, it would be, I mean, everybody and their dog would be trying to get us there so they could mine it, right? Because it's valuable. Hmm. So in that sense, it would be like, okay, we're going to invent whatever, we're going to overcome whatever obstacles we need to so we can go get this unobtainium stuff on Mars. So, you know, whatever problems space travel wise, we need to overcome, we're going to do it. So that presents an economic incentive, but I think as far as like our, our billionaires here, you know, Jeff Bezos going in space, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, as far as any kind of altruistic goals, the only person I would argue is actually has a genuine interest in like advancing human technology and human traveling in space would be Elon Musk. I think everybody else is, you know, they got plenty of money. And this actually is kind of a cutting edge, risky thing. I'm going to, you know, fly billionaires up in space mm-hmm. as long as it's profitable. Yeah. But I, I think, I think they are just motivated by doing that. They're not necessarily motivated by, you know, trying to advance technology or whatever insofar as like, oh, it's more efficient for us to accept or invent this new technology so then we can continue to tour billionaires up in space. But well, maybe that's I, like what, is there value in going into space and looking around or is it just because people are curious? 
like space tourism? I mean, I guess always exploring and seeing what's available. If we could travel, if SpaceX is like the step to like where you have handfuls of people going into space and exploring, maybe that's a way to like find unobtainium or other things that we could use. So I guess that's probably good to always be looking. But like, I just think about the earth and how there's so much we could do here and and we just are i feel like these guys are maybe ignoring it or like there's so much money to do this when they could take that money and do so many better things in mm. our current world yeah yeah <laughs> but <laughs> that's true yeah. um maybe i'm thinking about it wrong no no not at all i i agree with you up to a point i think yeah. your argument though could be made you you could make that argument about almost any new technology. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm about. not thinking about it right. But at the same time, though, <laughs> no, I no, I think you. I mean, if you can't, if you don't instance, advance, you, you like these guys are going super far, and what happens is we get a screwdriver, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like I'm saying it's good. I'm sorry. Like there. NASA, don't didn't they do a lot of things? Like I've heard. And I don't. I haven't really looked into this a lot. It's just I heard things they figured out while building spaceships yeah, is yeah. has like improved everyday life. So maybe that the, is the point. The materials engineering there yeah. opened up way big possibilities for just mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff in our everyday lives. I guess this is my philosophy, and I guess it's kind of political, but so Do it. so NASA, right? NASA essentially like reinvented the wheel every single time they were doing anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Oh, and I realize yes, it is cutting edge. We're trying to put a man in space. Oh, now we're trying to put a man on the moon. Right. When you say that there is a lot I, of new, I don't things. know a lot about NASA. So what do you mean? What I mean is, what okay. It, so it's government funded, right. And it's only yeah. NASA. It's not like there's 26 companies out there trying to get to the moon. It's NASA. Okay, yeah. And that's it. So they're, yes, they're trying to recruit all the best and brightest and that's great. And I think they did a good job. Absolutely. But what I mean is like, it was only them. And now it seems like we've got, you know, a lot more people in the game working on it. Mm. And what that means is, is because there's more intelligent people working on it from different angles and candidly, there's some competition there. Yep. I think we'll see a lot greater advance. Like for example, I mean, just look that at makes a lot of sense. like NASA took, decades to put a man on a, on the moon and in space right and then here's elon musk and yeah it's true he has stood on you know a lot of their inventions or technology but he's now he's launching rockets and they're landing and then he's reusing them again and they're and then now there's all these manufacturers who are manufacturing parts of rockets because now we're building rockets like crazy so now and then there's all these companies doing it so it's like now we like really have mastered rockets like we know all about it as opposed to nasa over here like oh well we blew that rocket well we got to go back to the drawing board and build another one like every single rocket and, and like was a brand new one as opposed to like oh no we're just turning them off like ford them. cars mm -hmm. we're just mm -hmm. putting out rockets all the time you know mm -hmm. i don't know that's a good point it, like when you get the private sector involved it can progress things a lot and guess, it's not relying on like taxing people to right i guess yeah. that was my point because it was like well i mean look at look at flight right 
the Wright brothers had, you know, some, some bicycle parts and, you know, whatever, and they're building this plane, but then we see the capabilities. It's like, Oh my gosh. And so suddenly all these entrepreneurs and, and within, you know, a handful of decades, we've got like all these advances in flight technology, amazing space or uh, airplanes, uh, you know, the Howard Hughes's I mean, suddenly we've got, we're, we've basically mastered flight atmospheric flight on the planet hmm. because there's so many people doing yeah, it. working on it. That makes sense. So I think it's yeah. a good thing, even though, you know, G- Jeff Bezos or Richard Branson may not be motivated in like really trying to advance and put a man on Mars necessarily. It doesn't mean advance. They're still, they're still in that realm. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, aside from politics though, or aside from, I mean, it does good things, but like, I still don't, I don't really understand. Like at a high level, I don't really understand the end game with it. Like, cause going into space, doesn't yeah doesn't seem that like good you went to mar you went to the moon and like landed and then you came back and you spent a crap ton of money yeah and it's not like you can really experience it with your senses because you're going to be in a suit it's going to be like going on on a deep sea dive or something you know it's Mm going to be like yeah yeah, i'm looking around here it's like a an expensive thrill ride you know (laughs) it's almost like the act of making it possible is the important part and the actual doing it is almost pointless yeah that's so valid that is so valid i wonder if there's a lot of things in life like that or if all of life is like that (laughs) oh i'm so destination is the grave (laughs) so it's about what we do along the way once you hit 40 guys you start thinking about stuff (laughs) real weird i don't know (laughs) oh my gosh time loses all meaning Dude, this reminds me of Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart's stand-up community hit 40 and he's all like talking about it. Oh my god. Oh now I gotta go watch that. I didn't know he had one. Seriously. It's so funny. <laughs> he's just like, you just don't care about anything anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, funny. I think it's it seems like, at least for me, I was already on you know, I was like on that path, and then like nothing really flipped. It's just fun to talk about being 40. Like really the things, the way you think about stuff is like slowly just changes the longer you're alive, I guess. It's just kind of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Time, time and mm-hmm. space. We're talking about space. <laughs> Dude, can, so final have you guys here. seen, I was watching a, a video of, so I think let's go back real quick. I, like the idea of not going anywhere, but <laughs> right. experiencing things, <laughs> but being able to experience the planet. I guess that's the other part. It's like, why would I go to the moon? I haven't even seen a tenth of this Earth. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. Why? Why do I? I don't need to go to the freaking moon. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, exactly. I haven't been anywhere on this Earth, and I guess some people have, and they've been everywhere, and so they're like, "Cool, Earth's boring." This place is totally lame. <laughs> I'm over it. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, but if I could go, how cool, like I would rather see ways of teleportation or oh, yeah. virtual teleportation. See, now we're talking. Yeah. And that's, that to me is way, I don't want to sit on a ship for 25 years. Right. Forget that. <laughs> I don't want to sit on a ship for an hour <laughs> i want to instantaneously be transported somewhere 
Yeah. I, I That is a whole nother trajectory for the future that I think is <laughs> a lot more uh, plausible. I think it's going to happen, too. you know, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. You think, it, <laughs> you think, you think teleportation is more plausible right now than interstellar space travel? No virtual worlds. Oh, okay. And, yeah. you know, checking out, just sitting Definitely down on your couch way. and checking out into a virtual world. Yep. Yeah, the and, physical thing, uh, who knows? Well, that's that's already on its way. I mean, I mean, that's the next step, right? Video game. I mean, the 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 graphics are just going to get better and better and better. And then pretty soon you'll be able to interact. I mean, it's like the, the thing you did, Mike's, with the virtual that I can't remember the name of it. It's, where is it? It's in Lehigh or... Oh, uh, Pleasant Grove or something. The Void. Is that what the you're Void. About? Yeah, yeah. So you put the VR goggles on, right? You've got like kind of a, a disc or a, like some kind of handheld something or other, which mimics, you know, I don't know, a lightsaber or whatever. They're oh, it was Ghostbusters. So it was the plasma gun or whatever. <laughs> nice. So you're actually walking, physically walking in the building, but you're seeing. Are you like in one of those harnesses? Yeah, kind of a thing. Where right? you like run on a treadmill type thing no but you are wearing a you're wearing a computer on your back because it's rendering the graphics that you're seeing in your goggles oh oh, oh i have okay yeah i've i remember now the void yeah. dude wow that, yeah that came out a while ago yep. did you guys go did you ever go do it i i did it yep i did it i did it twice i think well isn't, isn't that what you're talking or maybe i misunderstand what you're saying but isn't yeah. that kind of the future of a video game where we're headed well not uh, just video i'm games. talking about like at home like not going anywhere and being transported. Like, so there's a video of a guy and they're using these certain cameras and he goes, stands in front of it. And then there's this box and he shows up and he looks like he's in two places. And supposedly it's like a real thing. I haven't dug into it. So it's like a holographic projection, but it looks, it literally looks like he's, standing in two places at once but he's just in this box so like like he's phys- he's physically yeah. in the box he he's physically in front of a camera i need it i need to show i'll send this to you guys anyway it's it's pretty much outside of what we're talking about but the metaverse though cool. right like games and what facebook is trying to do i know basically I know. like ready player one right like that's yep. that's the future that that's was gonna... what i was gonna bring up earlier Thank oh you. nice ready player one yes <laughs> yeah yeah i don't remember what we were talking about at the time but that's what i was trying to bring up because yeah it's it's enticing you know to be able to just escape or not even escape but like as it grows, ready the concept with Ready Player One is that you you're actually working in this yeah. place. You're it's already happening. People are yeah. already doing digital like work that virtual work that isn't actually ever in the real world, right? Right. So I don't know, it's not very far fetched at all. It's not <laughs> it seems pretty it's, believable. It's crazy. Hmm. So I mean essentially like I'm living my life. Or I work in this virtual world and I live basically a, a large percentage of my life there. So mm-hmm. I'm earning my living, et cetera. Yep. Yeah. So in a way. You could look like whoever you wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. Sound like whoever you wanted. Oh, I don't know. That's interesting. I don't, I think what's, I think the generation now, you're already seeing it. People want to be 
anything and everything and not who they are. Cause I guess that's fun or something. Mm-hmm. So like for us, we don't necessarily, I, I don't know. I'm not, I guess I can, I'm not going to speak for you guys. For me, that's not that appealing, but this newer generation, they seem to be all ab- about it. Like anonymity being whatever you feel like being and looking like, uh, so mm-hmm. it, yeah. essentially it's like RP, an, an MMO RPG or, you know, yeah. World of Warcraft or something, but on mm-hmm. steroids. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure the dude who wrote ready player one played world of Warcraft for a number of years before. Writing it. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you serious? <laughs> I am. That's my theory. I, I, what's that guy's name? Craig. I didn't know how old he was. I was just talking about Warcraft the other day with somebody. Cause I just got into these building automation factory games lately. Hmm. Have you guys ever done them? No. no. Check out Buildermint. I'm sorry. I'll apologize ahead of time for <laughs> taking up your entire life. Buildermint. <laughs> well, we're all Googling it now. Yeah. It's it's a rare. I don't know how many coins? devices. I think it just might be an iOS app. But it's free, no ads. And you build, you know, you like you you transform materials and turn them into other things and like build up, you know, you're just crafting different materials. Basically. It's kind of like Starcraft. Yeah. So that's like start. It's like a simplified version without all the fighting and there's no, so I don't know. There's another thing called Factorio Factoria, which is more like world of Warcraft, but it's all about building, you know, these machines and, big systems they have whole video games for this kind of where you're building well i mean obviously it's different but interesting yeah this is what like there's always so many things i don't even know about that are like endless possibilities do you guys ever find that like how weird that is what do you mean i just mean like a week ago I wasn't really aware that there were even games like this. And now all I can think about is this game and like things I could do about it and around it and with it and yeah. like make my own version of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're like fascinating. Like, yeah. And there's just endless, you look at biology and I guess, I don't know. It's pretty crazy how endless kind of like every facet of like, I guess it's that term, the more you know, the more you know you don't know. For real. Yeah. Totally. And your circle of, have you heard of it? Like a circle of knowledge. And as it grows, like the the circumference is, or the surface area is like bigger. Right. So you learn more, but then you're all of a sudden aware about all these other things that you like weren't you aware of. No. Yeah, exactly. And you don't like, know. Them. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, I pretty much don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially it's like. <laughs> Yeah, the more you're learning, the the more you realize that how much you don't know. Yeah. Instead of the other way around, it's like you think it would be the opposite. Man, right. I know all this stuff. God, there's nothing else to learn. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the reverse is true. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Totally which is kind of like space travel, I guess. Like you mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like maybe that maybe that's the real benefit like besides the learnings we get from actually making the ships to make it possible if you could go out there how many things if it was like a regular thing could we learn and know about if 
but it, I still think it comes down to like how quickly could you get from because if it takes you your half your life to get somewhere, then what are you really gonna learn? Nothing. You're just gonna be on a ship. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. Um. So, no, that's a really good point. Okay, so the guy who invented, okay, um, longitude, right? So on the ship, the guy who invented longitude. No, no, no. Okay, so like he invented the chronometer that you could then use to measure longitude. So Whoa. it improved navigation um, for ships. It was a okay. huge thing. Anyway, it basically it took him his entire life to like perfect this chronometer. But it was just him going at it alone. I mean, it's kind of similar to like uh, the guy who who created Stardew Valley, right? That the farming app. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, did, he, did he literally did the entire thing himself, like top to bottom. So he had to go learn all these different areas of coding and you know all this area. I mean, I think there's a couple of books written about it. But my point is, is like if we have more people doing that stuff, because it ha- everything comes down to like the purpose. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we going to Mars? What are we? And that's that's why I was saying it's nice that we have all these guys that are working in that field and they have plenty of resources working in that field because we kind of harness that creativity so that it's it's like, you know, one guy isn't spending his entire life and we only get one piece of really good technology out of it as opposed to like we've got hundreds of thousands of people all with really good science backgrounds working on this and boom, I mean, we're just coming because the inventions just in our lifetime. Oh my gosh. I mean, we've gone from like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, you guys heard about quantum computing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got your rotary girders and your scaffolding. (laughs) I mean, I, I know about this. That's about as much as I know. It's like, I've just, uh, I just think about that. And that's where I think of, uh, um, teleportation because mm-hmm. the the idea is like a thing there's no spatial awareness it's like instant uh, knowledge or um, it's like you have the answer the moment you have the question yeah. or something instantaneous <laughs> right? I keep thinking about that like when I was building I'm totally going on a different bent here hold on uh, I was it was like a game where I, I was trying to figure out, make a, sorry, wow, I'm going to start over. I was trying to make a guide for how to craft a certain material because it took, it took like tons of different materials going through five or six different processes to finally get to the final process to create the one material. Mm-hmm. So when I was laying that out, I'm like, this is basically, if if I did this in the game, it's like doing the same thing. If it was just as easy in the game to like lay out my ideas, by the time I was done, I would have it built. So like a game where you use the tools to solve the problem, which then by the time you've solved the problem, it it's a thing that does something and works. <laughs> yeah. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah. It's I'm like a... That. Is that a real, is that already a thing? It seems like it, it is. Well, they do have quantum computers. Well, and I guess I'm not talking about computers at this point. Mm. I'm just talking about the idea of a game or, or just what if it, that was the way in, in life you, 
Because I, I guess I think about work and so much of our time we spend, we like have all these artifacts of things that we're doing to, to do something else. But what if all of that effort and material could be used to, to like solve the problem and then at the end it's all used up and you're not wasting anything. And, and you're not like wasting time doing something with something that's just going to be thrown away. Yeah, like trying to solve a problem. You came up with five solutions Four of them then I got to go failed. rebuild it in the thing that yeah. I need to have it actually done in. <laughs> anyway, that's just a weird thought, I guess. It's kind of a programming thing. You ever write code mm-hmm. and you want to like, like, like the answer? Yeah. And you could like write this whole prototype and, but like, why can't you make that and then have that be it when you're done? What, why, why, why is this their, their whole other process of, actually then doing it well i'm thinking it's kind of like when you build like the like the prototype of yeah like the the model t a ship a car the first computer a cell phone like it's not very elegant Hmm. it went the first time you've done it you first time you've solved the problem the same with writing code you the first time you solve a problem the code itself now yeah it works but it's, it's not, not very, very elegant. It's not very change. maintainable. Yeah. Yep. You know, if I want to kind of modify or change this or add stuff to it, it's going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. But preparing for change, life's all about change. If you optimize for change, you're going to be a lot happier mm-hmm. as a person. That's something I have found. Yeah. Or you can just. I think that's where you get a lot of, you know, like the grumpy old men. And the whole <laughs> idea is like, you're just kicking against the pricks. You're like, ah, yeah. I just like, why is stuff changing? Ugh. Yeah. yeah. But everything's changed. Change. Yeah. We, we, geez, you don't do anything but change. Right. From, from minute to minute, you change your position, you change <clears throat> your age, your body's changing. Well, it's deteriorating. it's deteriorating well i mean i think people people talk about this in in relationships right i mean what's that old joke it's like guys find a woman that they they you know the perfect woman and they don't want her to change and then a woman finds a man that she can change and the guy (laughs) ends up not changing and the woman does nothing but change so both are disappointed (laughs) i've heard that yeah but i mean i mean it's a funny joke but at the same time it's like yeah in a marriage like or relationships you do nothing but change. I mean, you, you get older, you, you have different perspectives, you know, just working together changes you like personality wise, like, you know, that joke or that type of humor you didn't think, or you thought was funny when you were 22, isn't so funny now that you're 32, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like, but it's, but it's huge. It's like all facets of, of your life. Yeah. Hmm. I was just thinking about how maybe it's a little off this subject, but we're we're like focused. Like I wish I could just focus on solving problems and moving forward and, and focus on like the real objective. But so much of life is about dealing with other people and their, uh, and the interaction that you have with other people. 
<laughs> I was just thinking yeah. about like oh, yeah. we could just focus on getting people to space, but instead we got like Joe over here who who hates Bob and Bob's constantly talking to somebody else and not actually doing his work, and this other person's <laughs> over here like you know whatever he never comes in, he shows up sometimes, so no we can't depend on him. And <laughs> why can't everyone just like focus on what they're trying to do instead of bothering each other? But then you're the guy who who's like that guy just all he does is work, he never <laughs> plays. Like I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of like how um i can't remember who said it something with computers it's like um uh, every problem no matter how it looks on the surface every problem is a people problem <laughs> yeah like Dude, why can't accurate. why does why doesn't our <laughs> company accurate. like why doesn't the software use this you know, X thing. It's like, well, it, like it's more optimal. It's cheaper. It's just a better deal. We should be using it. It's like, well, when you whittle down on, on why that is, it's because some decision maker doesn't want to do that. And and that's why it's a people problem in the, in the end. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It has nothing to do with uh, anything based in fact or reality or uh, anything. Yeah. Uh, weird. <laughs> End us on a spaceship topic quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. Well, the Borg as a big cube is reminds me of a skyscraper. Skyscrapers are just mm. giant rectangles, too, right? Yeah. And it's sort well, of some of them. Some of them. <laughs> You've been to Dubai? You're right. Oh, no, right, but right. I mean, yeah. Me but I've seen pictures. <laughs> I've been there virtually. I saw, <laughs> Google I saw the Mission Impossible. Good enough. Uh, Mission Impossible, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's like maybe that's why it's a cube. I think initially, like as far because we are headed into space travel. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's where we're headed. So yeah. I think initially, it's it's always going to be function over form initially, and maybe for a while because it's like we've got we have to surmount all these obstacles, right? Fuel, right. time, travel itself like all these problems. So everything has to be built around solving those problems. It seems anyway. Yeah. I. So maybe my last thought is it's interesting that I think when you marry the form and function perfectly, that's when you end up with the most optimal thing. Totally agree. Yep. But it's really hard to do that. Yeah, it's like an iterative process. And that kind of brings yep. in your other thought of like, why do I have to go through all these iterations? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we do. It's just because yeah, essentially aren't we looking how you for learn. that optimum form and balance of form and function? I mean, it's almost yeah. like because you gotta take a thing and change it. You can't just right. have it be the thing. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you kind of have to experiment or experience all of it before you can go, okay, yes, this is definitely what we want. Dude, see, and then now we're talking about life. Here we yeah, go. No. We're done. Yeah, that was oh, it. That was it's a, out of here. Geez, big conversation. <laughs> the crap. <laughs> got to experience life. That's, I guess that's what we're doing. You've got yep. good thoughts, Stan. Yeah, Gosh, dang. <laughs> well, thanks. I, it's fun talking to you guys. Me too. I would, I would love to be on another one. Yeah. We, well, we're trying to do like a get a rotation going with everybody so yeah we pretty much have you on again man sure. yeah well i'm happy to just 
shoot the the proverbial crap uh, whenever <laughs> whenever you guys want to talk about stuff. Sounds good. Sounds really good. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, joining us here on another episode.